And now, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhines. Yes, welcome to the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you win in 80 different outlets, 80 different categories, over 40 different consumer advocates that come into the program, business owners, sales reps, attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, tech experts here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, helping you understand your buying decisions, making you more street smart here on the program. That's what we do. We'd love for you to save our hotline number. Give us a call. Shoot us a text message. Anything that you hear uh, from the show, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you want to be introduced to any of our expert contributors, that's what we do the show for. And local area business owners here. Uh, so by supporting this local area business uh, community, uh, you're going to support the show. And it's going to be a great time. 813-917-1894. You used to call me on my cell phone. Save the hotline. Give us a call. 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com is your number one resource for all things uh, real estate and other categories here in Tampa Bay. Uh, we got a hot listing. Uh, my wife, Lindsay, and I own a top-ranked real estate team. we got a hot listing at 820 Pinellas Avenue, Tarpon Springs. Beautiful commercial property, corner lot location. Walkability is really key here in Tarpon Springs. You can walk over to the uh, Tarpon Avenue and all the sponge docks and all those fun restaurants right there and shops. 820 Pinellas Avenue, Tarpon Springs. Also, 5014 Pompano Waterfront. Beautiful property. This is a completely remodeled, gorgeous home right here in Tampa Bay. $699,000 on the waterfront. Got a large backyard, corner lot and pool and a boat lift so too many things to list really 5014 pompano avenue waterfront property right here in tampa bay open house this weekend and you can see all of our listings at platinum mvp team dot kw.com this is god's country all right some really nice listings there check out platinum mvp team dot kw.com for all of that information all right let's jump right into it we got millie athanason joining us on the program before we do before we go to the phone lines i want to introduce nate ginter here in studio chief technology officer vine it welcome back my friend hey thanks for having me again brad absolutely vine it cybersecurity, big topic here uh, in tampa bay give us a little teaser what you're going to talk about Sure. So uh, I'm going to talk about some of the, the metaverse controversy. Uh, that's the, the new VR platform from Facebook. Uh, talk a little bit how uh, law enforcement is getting better at investigating some of those uh, cryptocurrency scams. And uh, talk a little bit about a target near and dear to my heart, which is the K-12 through Cybersecurity Act. Got a teacher who's a sister and uh, some interesting opinions on that. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And then uh, we might jump into a little transhumanism. Is that, you know, we and I, I like to talk about that sometimes. Absolutely. Kinda One of my favorites brain. as well. Yes. Interesting, man. It's <laughs> what a crazy topic, right? Nate Ginter in the house. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got attorney Millie Athanason, law offices of Millicent Athanason. Hey, Millie. Hey there, Brandon. How you doing? Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I'm doing great. Blessed and highly favored and uh, glad to have you back on. Uh, what did you want to discuss with our viewers and listeners out there today? I thought I would talk a little bit about uh, paternity versus a divorce and when you would use which of those proceedings and how you establish and de-establish paternity. 
Okay. Yeah. So Millie has a successful practices, law offices of Millicent Athanason, athanasonlaw.com. She talks about uh, family law. We've also talked about automobile uh, practice with personal injury law, things of that nature as well. So very well diverse, uh, well, very well versed in other areas. But yeah, let's jump into that paternity versus divorce. Right. And, and the question is like, when would you use one versus the other? Well, nowadays, it used to be, I guess, when I first started practicing law over 30 years ago, um, there was a different demographic that was associated with filing paternity actions. Typically, paternity means that a child was born out of wedlock and somebody wants to establish paternity for that child. But now what's happened is you're seeing a lot more paternity actions because what's happened is a lot of people, because they're going through college, getting master's degrees, et cetera, they're waiting until later on in life to get married, although sometimes they have children well before they decide to get married. So you see a lot more paternity cases now than we have historically ever seen being filed in Florida. Wow. That's interesting. It is an interesting fact, and and but when you think about it, it kind of makes logical sense since people are waiting longer to get married. Um, so the question is, is what happens if you do get married after the child is born? So if you're what what that question means is you weren't married, you had a child, and then let's say two years later you got married. Well, under Florida law. There's a presumption that if you get if you if you sign the birth or sign the birth certificate and you got married afterwards that that somehow legitimizes or establishes paternity for that child. Now, if you did not sign the birth certificate and you subsequently got married, then you need to sign a special form and send it into the Department of Vital Statistics so that you can be added to the birth certificate and be legally designated as the father. But generally speaking, getting married after you have a child together will legitimize or establish the paternity. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how this has uh, come about, you know, back in the 80s, you know, at some point there there was more of an opportunity for a single uh, person, whether the father or the mother, most of the time, of course, it's the father going to work, the mother staying at home. You, you had one income households back in that, you know, the 70s and 80s. It, you, you had more of that. So you had more of a strong uh, moral uh, household, moral compass in the family, so to speak. And the, and the families could survive off of one uh, income, you know. And, and now you know, with the, the you know, the, just the inflation, everything costing more, this, this transition, it seems like more and more uh, folks are going to colleges. They're, they're working. You got two family, two, you know, a husband and wife working. And, and going out and earning a living, you know, kind of put in that position. So it's interesting how that's, uh, you know, showing its face now in the paternity side of paternity suits versus divorce, Millie. It, it really is. And you know what's happening, too, because these kids that are going to college, they all have student loans up to their eyeballs, unfortunately. Right. And that's a big and, one too. The the cost of student, the cost of college and universities. You know these these universities. I've listened to some shows and read some articles. You know these universities are are really 
almost gouging in a sense. They're they're passing it, you know. They're 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 so so in essence, what these young people are doing is they're overpaying for an, an education that is probably not as applicable, especially if they're taking you know North African poetry or some you know crazy topic, right? And they're not really focused yeah. on you know like like I did a business degree, entrepreneurship. Um, you you have obviously went to law school, and, and you know Nate's in here. He, you know he probably did a lot of technology classes as well, and and you know those those things are very relevant obviously if you're going to be an engineer if you're going to be uh, into uh, you know a specific trade that's a whole nother talk getting into trades but also um but yeah millie so when you think about that you know the the, the way that the student loans are playing out the cost of education the cost of uh, just anything now of course with inflation hitting record highs it, it's challenging for families to survive Oh, it really, truly is. And and so as a result, you do see a lot of people because of the stress and tension in their relationship due to finances. So they're kind of breaking up or separating before they ever get married, even though they may have had a child together. So now the question becomes, okay, what, what do you do when you guys separate, you have a child together, you know, dad wants to have some visitation time or time sharing with the minor child and mom wants to and mom wants child support. So how do you go about that? Well, in Florida, the way you go about that is through a paternity action. Um, and, and it's kind of interesting that we call it a paternity action because the very word paternity action kind of connotes that we don't know who the father is. But in reality, we do know who the father is. And so what we're doing, though, by paternity, we're, we're asking the court to judicially establish that Mr. Joe, I'll just make up a name, Mr. Joe is the father right. of baby Joe, okay? So um, what you have to do is you have to ask for the, for the court to establish paternity, and you have to prove that you're the father. Now, if you sign the birth certificate, there's an automatic presumption that you are the father of the child. But a lot of times people go to the hospital and have children and the father may not be there. Mm. So then what do you do? You know, so then you've got to you've got to go through and say that you believe that you are the father of the child and you have to go through the methods of establishing paternity. And, and that's where the DNA test. Uh, come in to play. And it used to be when DNA testing first came out to establish paternity, uh, I want to say that was in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, they they were ungodly expensive. They were like over $1,000, Yeah, uh, sometimes $1,500 for a test. And you used to go Nowadays, to Jerry Springer. You go to Jerry Springer, see it on TV. <laughs> you know, yeah, some right? Of <laughs> How much of the influx of, of these cases you're seeing are due to, you know, maybe somebody late in life or two siblings running a DNA test and maybe getting some different results or something questionable there? Yeah, that is interesting. DNA tests, though, are deemed to be about 99.8% accurate. Wow. So there's a very, very slim margin of error. But I know what you're talking about. And <laughs> excuse me. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, if, if it was two siblings, which does happen where one lady may have had relations with two brothers, um, you know, usually DNA can, can test it out. But typically in the petition, you have to allege the time that you were intimate with hmm. the with the party so that it seems conceivable that you would have conceived a child 
during that time. So, I mean, obviously, like, if the baby was born in September of 2021, we assume that there were relations around end of December, beginning of January sure. of, of 2020, you know, or 2021. Yeah. So... Um, you have to allege in your petition that you were intimate with the with the um, man during the periods of time when you could have conceived. Now, could potentially a woman be intimate with two different or three different men at the time she conceived? Yep. <laughs> I mean, wow. that, that happens. Yep. And, all and, time. The moral fabric of America, right? It's changed so <laughs> much. Yeah. Millie, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to come back with you and, and dive you know a little bit deeper into that and, and also yeah. remind people of the other areas of business uh, that you can help them with, the, the law side that you can help them with. Millie Athanason coming right back after this short break uh, on the Consumer Quarterback Show, com online at athanasonlaw.com. Uh, also coming up, we got Nate Ginter in the house, Chief Technology Officer at Vine IT, and we'll be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you've been listening to the phenomenal Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer Quarterback Show. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rhymes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Have you desired more income and more freedom in your life? Now is your time. Keller Williams Realty has just launched our own real estate school, and you can get licensed for free. I'm Brandon Rimes, host of the Consumer Quarterback Show, owner of the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And for the first three people who reach out, I will personally coach you. 813-917-1894. Call or text 813-917-1894. ConsumerQB.com. ConsumerQB.com. You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. All right, welcome back. Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I want to give a shout out to Discovery Golf Cars right here in Tampa Bay. If you're formerly known as Golf Cart Depot, and if you're looking for an easy go, a Star EV, a Cushman, uh, they got great golf carts, great selections uh, that you can rent or buy. They also have new or pre-owned. 
and they offer financing and mobile repair. And I love my beautiful Keller Williams Red uh, golf cart that they hooked me up with. DiscoveryGolfCars.com. Make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Now, we like to feature our real estate listings live on air to help our sellers profit more and sell faster, uh, utilizing our innovation and reach uh, with radio, TV, and internet marketing. Uh, we got a hot listing here at 12631 Hobson Simmons Road. This is a development opportunity out in uh, the uh, Lithia area, uh, southeastern Hillsborough County. Uh, beautiful property property at 12631 Hobson Simmons Road. Uh, You've got 12 acres for sale. The owner will break it up into one acre parcels of land as well. 12631 Hobson Simmons Road in Lithia. Great buying opportunity. Builder, developers uh, should check that out. Also, 5602 Lando Lakes Boulevard. Uh, we've got a development deal here. It's a C2 zoning, beautiful property. Uh, seven acres of, of land, lakefront on Lake Helen as well. And it's 5602 Lando Lakes Boulevard in Lando Lakes. Water and sewer available, and it's on US 41. So it's a high traffic area, thousands of vehicles passing by. Great opportunity. I think it would be perfect for a boutique hotel or maybe an assisted living facility. Beautiful property. You can see all of our listings at platinummvpteam.kw.com. All right, going back to the phone lines, Millie Athanason, uh, we were talking law offices of Millicent Athanason on the program. We were talking about paternity actions and divorce uh, uh, suits when it comes to the family law side. Yes, yes. So to, to establish paternity, basically you have to file um, a, a petition indicating that you believe that you are the father of the child. And you have to state the reasons why you believe that you are the father of the child, such as I signed the birth certificate, I was intimate with the mother during the times where conception would have occurred, and and so forth, or what other circumstances exist. And then you would ask the court to grant that petition. If there's any um, challenge, usually by the mother, uh, as to the paternity, the court will typically at that point order uh, DNA testing to determine paternity. Now, keep in mind with paternity action, um, not only can a dad file for paternity or someone who believes he is the father of the child, but a mom can file for paternity. Um, A child can, uh, through a legal representative, can file to establish paternity. And you see all the time, one of the most common ways that paternity actions are filed is through the Department of Child Support Services, which is under the Department, the Florida Department of Revenue. Because typically what will happen if a mother goes and applies for any type of social services or economic benefits from the state, then the state has an interest in trying to reduce the amount of that assistance by trying to get the father to pay child support. So that you will see a lot of actions filed by the Department of Revenue. Yeah. And because it's only, it's only once paternity is established that they can order any type of payment of child support. So that's what happens. And then another question that I wanted to ask is, what happens if you were adjudicated to be the father and you don't think you're the father? Mm-hmm. And maybe you didn't know about the action. Maybe you were out of state or some event happened in and you're like, wait a minute, I, or, or you were told initially that you were the father and you come to find out you did a DNA test because there was an argument and you determined, oh, no, I'm not the dad. What do you do? Well, 
what you have to do is a petition to um, de-establish paternity. And I know. And and so it exists. It can happen. Um, yeah. you, you, you have to file um, a sworn statement that you're not the father or that it came to the, your attention that you're not the father. Now, the petition has to be served not only on the mother, but also on the Department of Revenue in case there are any public assistance benefits being paid out to the mother. Um, if there's a current court order for support, then you need to file your petition in that same court where that child support order was was rendered. Um, you, you also have to have a test within 90 days of the filing that says you're not the dad. So you need some sort of a DNA test uh, to show that you are not the father of the child. And that test had to be taken 90 days prior to your filing. And the court will typically grant those petitions as long as you are current in your child support order. So that's kind of a, a, an odd um, bird right there. You have to be current in a child support order when you weren't the father. But the court expects you when you come to court to have clean hands. You can't ask the court for relief from an order that you weren't even complying with. So that's kind of the theory behind that. Um, the child can't be 18 years old when, when you try to disestablish paternity. And the father has to swear that he didn't have knowledge that he wasn't the father when the paternity was originally established. So that's interesting. So you're saying but, if somebody's over the age of 18, you really just don't do anything because they figure they're an adult now? Yeah, you can't go into hmm. disestablished paternity. Now, what can happen is if you learned after your 18th birthday that somebody else is your dad, then you can go in and, and perhaps do a petition for adoption. You can have adult adoptions in the state of Florida. Yeah, it's interesting. We're talking with Millie Athanason, Law Offices of Millicent Athanason here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, com. And Millie, talk a little bit about the, the other areas of practice, just in case somebody's listening and, and uh, you know, they, they want to reach out to you and, you know, give them a kind of an overview and then we'll give your, your reach out lines, your touch lines. Yes, yeah, so I essentially practice in three areas and that would be plaintiff personal injury, family law cases, and estate planning. So if, if you have any of those needs, please reach out to me. My website is uh, athanasonlaw.com, and my number is one eight three three ask millie and I have offices in both Newport, Ritchie, and Spring Hill. Yeah, I love that. 833-ASK-MILLIE, and it's um, yeah. you know, a great opportunity to visit her, athanasonlaw.com. Uh, do you offer uh, free you know, half-hour consultations or something along those lines? Um, we do offer free consultations in the area of estate planning and in personal injury. We do charge a small consultation fee for family law, but if you retain our services, then we waive that fee. 
Okay, awesome. Yeah, so that's Millia Thanison, Law Offices of Millicent Thanison, uh, here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And uh, reach out to the hotline if you'd like to connect as well. You can text the word uh, family law divorce to 813-917-1894. Uh, just call or text the hotline 813-917-1894. All right, Millie, thanks so much. We greatly appreciate you reaching out. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again. My pleasure. All right. So that's some good coverage there. Paternity suits, paternity actions, uh, divorce. Uh, and of course, you know, one thing we didn't talk a lot about is social media. I know in previous interviews, be careful about what you post on social media, especially if your emotions are high and you're going into a, a family law divorce situation. That's something to be very cognizant about uh, because, of course, the opponent, the counter, uh, the counter uh, side is going to be putting in a lot of searches and looking up all of that information. So stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. Follow us online. We'd love to connect with you at Brandon Rhymes One on Instagram, Twitter, and Gitter. Also, YouTube channel Brandon Rhymes Realty as well. Our YouTube channel has over seventeen hundred videos now, and, and we'd love to connect with you. Also, our iTunes podcast. Download our podcast, Spotify or iTunes, and that way you can listen to the show on demand and kind of catch up and stay stay abreast of what's happening here in Tampa Bay and with some of our other expert contributors. We'll be right back with Nathan Ginter, Chief Technology Officer, Vine IT, Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group, and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at consumerqb.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-917-1894. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Uh, we're a top 100 ranked real estate team here in Tampa Bay. We help our sellers profit more and sell faster by utilizing our innovation with radio, TV, and internet marketing. Uh, we feature our listings live on air, and we got a hot listing here in Palm Harbor, waterfront lot on 2 Oak Avenue in Palm Harbor. This is a beautiful opportunity build your dream home on this lot you've got canal access to lake tarpon lake type lake tarpon by the way 2500 acre lake the largest lake in tampa bay one of the largest lakes in all of south florida two oak avenue got a vacant lot build your dream home right here single family home right here in beautiful tampa bay 87 feet directly on the canal golf cart friendly community and just a great florida lifestyle florida living lifestyle here in beautiful tampa bay and you can see all of our real estate listings at platinum mvp team.kw.com somewhere, somewhere. 
And let's give a quick shout out to Replenish IV Solutions, the science of nutritional balance. What better way to boost your immunity than to visit Stephen and Lisa Gunnan over at Replenish IV Solutions. It's a safe and effective way to restore your body's crucial systems with vitamins and nutrients, enabling your body to perform at optimal conditions. Replenish IV Solutions, longtime friend of the program. And make sure you let them know the real estate quarterback sent you. Take them up on those special offers and incentives just by mentioning that you're a fan of the consumer quarterback show all right we have our friend nate ginter in the house ceo i'm sorry chief technology officer mike's the ceo i think right <laughs> yes, Vine sir. it uh in the house welcome back oh always good to be here my friend yeah awesome awesome so i, I love it you always bring some really good content now we're, we you know that's what's cool about our show is you got different areas real estate credit finance uh you know law all these different areas but when you come in it's all about technology and you know security and things of that nature so i love this topic so talk to me about metaverse what's happening there so there's been a couple of things that's interesting with that and for for those who don't know facebook recently rebranded their parent company as meta um, which you know had some interesting you know feedback. They'd have a little bad PR, but one of the things that they've been really focusing on is the area of virtual reality, and that their pl- platform for that uh, they they call the Metaverse. So the theory there is uh, basically it's an online gaming hub. Think like the same way Xbox has their own stores where you can buy virtual reality games and different programs and yep. productivity. So uh, they had a great Christmas for a product called the Quest 2. It was kind of an affordable all-in-one system. I actually bought one because I was curious about it. Um, and you're a gamer too, right? Oh, I oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very very near and dear topic to my heart. But uh, I was actually surprised how good of a workout it was. Um, And there's even some very specific fitness apps. And I hadn't played with any, you know, VR stuff in a long time. And it's amazing how far it's come. It's not a heavy, you know, headset anymore. It's a, you know, very small uh, thing. And and just two trackers. You don't need a big setup all over the room, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with with different uh, cameras and things pointing. And the the level that it's able to get to and the the, the body movements are, are wild. So. Um, I got a boxing application and another one that does, you know, kind of yoga uh, type flow moves. That's really, uh, really interesting and a, a nice way to start the day if you don't have time to make it to the gym. Uh, yeah. they, they've they, they've run into some trouble um, wh- where some of the, the back end code that they used maybe wasn't licensed properly and people are going after them. But aside from the negative press, it's pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And you know, on Facebook, you know, you see, you know, you love them, hate them. I mean, it depends on how, you know, they, they censor a lot of conservatives and some of that kind of thing happening. Uh, but you, you look at the idea of paying American dollars, United States dollars for buying virtual real estate mm-hmm. inside this virtual. Yeah, you know, I think I look at I look at inflation being a tax on the poor, a tax on the middle class and people having a struggle to, to even buy groceries and, and you sure. know support their kids and their families and things of that nature. So people are buying these online. So some people are. I wonder how much of it is hype versus real life. You know, people so, actually invest. So, in for the platform as it exists, it, it really the, the the number one thing that this is more designed for is you know they, they make different games or uh, there's actually like a 3D sculpting you know uh, application that you would buy similar to like an app on your phone. Yep. Um, where some of those uh, concepts are coming into is that there's different shared chatting platforms where you actually see people in 3D and you can move around and right um, and those sorts of things and some of those charge for virtual outfits or, or things of that nature. Right. So it hasn't really hit that kind of Orwellian, uh, you know, we're in the matrix kind of idea for shared platforms yet. Uh, I never rule anything out. 
Uh, but some of the, the things are you, I know you have a cryptocurrency expert that comes on, always fascinating to listen to, that talks a lot about MFTs and buying these virtual properties. Yeah. And, and while they are used for recreation or like a showpiece, a, a lot of it is built around actually doing initial funding for businesses. And it's a, it's a way that you can actually develop capital for your business. Uh, with smart contracts and things like that, where people have a small ownership stake. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of concepts that get mixed together a lot of times. Right. And if you just joined us, uh, we're talking with Nate Ginter here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. He's our expert contributor for all things technology. And, of course, he owns a company here locally, Vine IT. Dot org, uh, vineit.org. Uh, he's the chief technology officer, so he can help you, your business, or your even your your personal home computers, help you you know protect yourself. Uh, so he, I love it. He brings in great content here. So we're talking about. Let's move on down to uh, law enforcement. You know, law sure. enforcement. It's crazy to see on the on the street level. You know, the, some of the um, uh, some of the uh, things that happened this past week with the you know the. Um, the, the, the word is escaping me, but they basically set the law officers up. They came in and, and got, uh, you know, um, caught up in some fire, things of that nature. I forgot the word for that. But uh, law enforcement getting smarter on how to investigate crypto crime, says blockchain data firm. Yeah, absolutely. So just real quick, it's vineit.com. Uh, if you're worried not, about not your cybersecurity posture, if you're worried about uh, whether or not you might be subject to ransomware, some things we're going to talk about, hit us up there. We have got we do free consultations, and there's a quick survey on the website if you have any questions. Uh, but I will tell you that one of the things that, that uh, has been coming for a long time, there's actually a, a fair amount of debate in the community over whether or not uh, Bitcoin and, and some of the sub-projects there might have initially actually been law enforcement maneuvering in the in the background to get data because they're, they're huh. starting to be able to aggravate it. The, the longer it's on, uh, the more that they're getting data on, you know, account flows, what types of uh, cryptocurrency accounts are being emptied into certain bank accounts in what countries. So they're actually getting some interesting visibility into crime that they may not normally have had if it was just a wire transfer to somewhere in the middle of nowhere and then they, you know, absconded in cash. So they're, uh, they are working on on some metrics for that. Uh, it is still, you know, very tough uh, to deal with if you actually get attacked as a small business. Um, you know, one of the things you want to make sure that that you've got to protect yourself is obviously you don't want to get ransomware in the first place, but actually game it out, you know, with in your company and think about, okay, well, if we did, what do we do? Do we know who to contact? Right. Uh, do we have a backup of our data? In case, the worst case scenario is always somebody locks something up and you don't have a copy of it somewhere else that you could just start using and you have to pay to unlock those files or that functionality on the network. If you've got a backup of it, you've got a, you've got a second option there beyond paying people. And yeah. then it really just becomes at that point a game of, okay, well, what's our restore time and is it worth to just pay the people and hope that, you know, they're, they're honorable. Yeah. I, I will say in our experience, a large portion of the time, if you pay the ransom, uh, you actually get your functionality or your data back. Yeah. The, so the thieves are honorable. Hey, well, honorable thieves. Right? It's it's a it's a funny concept, <laughs> yeah. but the the answer to that is in you know again we don't speak for you know every attack worldwide, but uh, but that does seem to be the case. You have uh, depending on the nature of the day. So if you have a law firm or you know you're an accountant. Um, you might have other reporting responsibilities beyond right. just getting your data back. So when you when you're doing those scenarios and thinking about the concept of ransomware. You really need to bring the criticality of your data, not just for making money, but also, hey, do we have to report this to the Florida bar or to 
the Association of the right. National Association of Accountants or something of that nature gets a lot scarier. Let me, let me ask you a question, Nate. Sure. Uh, Nate Ginter, VineIT.com here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rimes. So law enforcement getting smarter on how to investigate crypto crime. So the blockchain, you were mentioning earlier how, mm-hmm. how they're, they've been getting into different transactions. They're kind of slipping in through the code. Uh, but, but isn't that one of the most negative sides of cryptocurrency is it could be used for human trafficking, drugs, terrorism? Is that, is that one of the negative, the bigger negatives? All of those things existed even when paper dollars were a thing. Um, I, I, there are some, you know, concerns about, uh, anonymity between, you know, right now, if I wanted to send $10,000 overseas, my bank is going to report that they're going to, you know, uh, you know, show that, that data, uh, to the government. So that's, that's not in place. Um, I, I think the good, the cryptocurrency far outweighs that, you know, countries that have struggled for a hundred years to develop Mm -hmm. a stable currency, even with the wild swings that it can take, right. you know, it, it's still better than what they had. So it's a platform for, for you know, just post-industrialized nations, third world countries to develop a, a real monetary system. Now, whether they build upon that yeah. with their own things internally, um, that that is a gift that that is, I, I think, you know, there is some negative to it. Uh, when it comes to crime, but I think it is it is outweighed by the the potential benefits, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break there. When we come back, I want to talk about the the K twelve K through twelve Cybersecurity Act signed into law. Uh, President uh, Biden signed a, a Security Act into law. So we we'll talk about that and kind of how that plays into effect with schools, and also our feel good story of the day. Coach sends uh, the football team out to shovel snow for the elderly. So that's our feel good story of the day. Uh, that's out of Pennsylvania, and we'll be right back here on the consumer quarterback show make sure you follow us online at brandon rhymes one on instagram and twitter and getter as well as youtube got our youtube channel brandon rhymes realty as well as spotify itunes podcast consumer quarterback show consumerqb.com this is work done and you're listening to the real estate quarterback show hosted by my man brandon rhymes to get in touch with brandon call 813-917-1894 online at consumerqb.com Hey, Brandon Rimes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rimes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Hey, Brandon Rimes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Looking for a venue to host your next business or family event? Make it Largo Event Center. The Consumer Quarterback Show has used the Largo Event Center, and the hall and service you get is fantastic. Over 8,500 square feet of meeting space, perfect for events, expos, and trade shows. Upstairs offers space for smaller meetings and groups to include use of their lounge and game room. Plenty of room outside for car shows or food truck events and concerts. Largo Event Center is just west of US-19 on 126th Avenue. For booking and details, visit Largo Event 
LargoEventCenter.com. That's LargoEventCenter.com. Or call Guy at 727-776-3442. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back. Brandon Rhymes here, helping you win in any marketplace. Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm teaching a win with sellers class coming up over at the... uh, Clearwater office, Ubaldini uh, Training Centers and Clearwater. Uh, part one is Friday, February 4th. Part two is the 11th, Friday, February 11th. And I'm teaching the class. So if any realtor friends of mine, any, any folks out there want to join us on this class, we'd love to talk to you about it. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to uh, develop your skills as a, a listing agent, how to become a listing leader in your market. And we're going to talk about specific qualities and skills that top listing agents bring to their business, models and best practices, how to refine your skills about appointment setting, building CMAs, listing consultations, and handling seller objections. Win with sellers, Keller Williams class. I'll be teaching that, so check it out. Also, reach out to the hotline, 813-917-1894. You can call or text 813-917-1894. That's our consumer advocate hotline for the show and getting a lot of calls up taking calls lately people reaching out supporting the show uh, so we greatly appreciate that working with our 40 different expert contributors consumer advocates in their own right attorneys cpas financial advisors tech experts all types of folks here in tampa bay we'd love to connect you with them and every day we like to tell you something positive here so we got a feel good story of the day high school football coach in pennsylvania swap weight training practice was snow shoveling uh, for neighbors in need. Bethel Park High School head football coach Brian DeLalo uh, said about 40 of his athletes shoveled the uh, driveways after a winter storm hit Pennsylvania. And his tweet read, due to excessive severe weather, Monday's weightlifting workout has been canceled. Find an elderly or disabled neighbor and shovel their driveway. Don't accept money. That's our Monday workout. And after his tweet went viral, DeLalo felt the need to credit his predecessor, former head coach Jeff Metheny. Jeff had always done this for the kids, DeLalo said. And anytime we had a school day canceled, a snow day, he would get the kids out there shoveling driveway for folks in the community so there's our feel-good story of the day i always love those and nate ginter here in studio nate uh we kind of teased before the break uh you got this uh Cybersecurity act signed into law uh for uh which lays out four objectives with the goal of strengthening cybersecurity of the united states k-12 educational institutions absolutely so so this was a a bipartisan effort that with kind of the recognition that uh, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of people still aren't full time back to school for various reasons. Um, and whether, you know, you necessarily agree with it or not, we, we could have this happen again. And, right. you know, and, and the likelihood is that it will um, now that we've set that precedent. So it, it puts a lot of pressure on teachers to come up with these new technological ways of reaching out with students. And my sister uh, is a teacher and, and was during uh, the, the, the pandemic. And uh, it was very interesting to see. Uh, the, the kind of mandates that they would get and the, the how much time they spent doing technology wrangling with the students, you know, at their individual right. housing, um, you know, uh, they became, you know, basically de facto IT people uh, for, for everybody that they had to, to service for their lessons. So the, 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 the overall goal of this, I have some 
disagreeing with some specific provisions, but the goal is to have a, a unified way of protecting or standards for protecting people. My issue is I need to see some real budget thrown behind this because it's fine to say, well, every school must do X, Y, and Z. Right. So, you know, functionality is one thing. Making something work in IT is actually very easy. Making it work securely is a challenge. And that's, you know, you face that in business. You face that whether it's in the public sector. And, you know, there, there's a high level of expertise, and it is the most expensive expertise in yeah, IT is, exactly. is the security side. Yeah, how are you going to pay for it, right? Exactly. So, uh, you know, you may be, be aware, you might see a, you know, local car wash fundraiser for security upgrades at your local elementary school <laughs> yeah. for, for cybersecurity. Well, hopefully in, in some of those trillions of dollars of infrastructure, AKA all these other things they tried to pass and did pass, uh, you know, there's some rounds of money there for, for cybersecurity uh, for schools. So that's that's an interesting topic. A- absolutely. And, and when you think about the education budget, uh, those things, have to be considered too you know we all have a lot of pet projects that we'd like to see but we either you either take security either take seriously or you don't and you know part of taking it seriously is really putting some good resources uh behind that uh even if you might want to use them for something else yeah so folks work out if you're in tampa bay you own a small business you know you have just you know some home computers this is something you definitely want to talk to nate ginter he's the chief technology officer vine it vine it.com comes in with great content every week or every month or so and and talks about these different issues affecting business owners uh definitely uh, recommend him now let's let's uh move on to other topics so um what else are you seeing out there what others topical i mean you know i like to talk about misnomers of course we got transhumanism sure. on the table too uh, but what are some of the biggest misnomers that you're seeing out there in your business as well? Well, you know, in, in the business world, one of the things that's interesting is, uh, you know, having been doing this for, you know, almost 20 years now, I've seen certain patterns and trends developing. And, and one of the trends that's coming out is the, the idea that you're not going to have um, a huge choice in the way things are done in, in the future. So and what, I, what I mean by that is uh, there's a, a great thing, you know, everybody has Outlook email, you know, mm-hmm. uh, even if you, whether you use Google Mail or use these other things, a lot of businesses, especially, you know, people that uh, are not, say, the millennial and older group are used to that application they pull up and they get it to do 18 funky things and try to use it as like a financial planner and a contact list and, and all these different things. Email at its heart, you know, really is about communication uh, that's really text-based with some images in it. People try to make it do all these different things. That Microsoft announced that there's a thing called Project Monarch where they're going to have a web interface and everything else goes away. And I've been prepping all my clients for the last two years. We moved to just using the web interface themselves. And what that means is really from any computer, you have access to your email and, and the functionality that we think of in, you know, mail programs like Outlook, uh, that's one example, but you will be moved to that platform. They won't be making right. servers that you go buy and you have a rack, a rack in the back of the office. Um, there's legacy reasons that those will be around for some, but the, the cost structure for those is going to get higher and higher and higher. Microsoft and everybody else loves that subscription model. Well, well, uh, on that topic too, sure. you, you look at Gmail, Google, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people have that. They had that as business, and then mm-hmm. you know, even it, like with I, I think about Keller Williams being a billion dollar, multi billion dollar company. Gary mm-hmm. Keller being the owner, one of the big considerations is we have a program called Dot Loop, and sure. it's, it kind of tracks the transaction. Mm-hmm. Here's the documents, et cetera. And and the challenge there is that if you look at the fine print on some of these programs. 
they can come in, they can have your data, they can mm-hmm. have your seller's phone number, name, and email. And then you look at companies like Zillow being a monster. What did they do? They went in and competed with real estate agents, yes. bought a lot of real estate properties. Uh, so, you know, these tech giants are becoming, to, in my opinion, and I'm glad that the state of Texas, the attorney general, mm-hmm. sued Google. I'd love to hear an update. Maybe next time you're on, maybe we can research that and sure. get an update on, you know, where is that at? You know, of course, it's a long process. They're going to be filing a lot of uh, paperwork back and forth. But, you know, I, to me, I feel like Google's too big. Facebook's too big. Big tech's too big. They, In my opinion, they need to be treated more like public utilities, roadways, et cetera. The, the issue becomes when we start talking about monopolies, okay? Yeah. Uh, I make TVs, but if I also own the news content that's being put on, on those TVs, yep. uh, am I gaining an unfair power uh, you know, in, in the market, we we've had antitrust legislation for a very long time. Yeah. Um. And and I look at it especially with with what's going on. So you mentioned Zillow. So if you have a software company and you're making software to facilitate realtors, is yep. it a violation of that trust to be spending the bulk of your revenue on actually going out and directly competing with those people that you claim to be facilitating? Right. So I think that's where the most egregious things. A lot of time we say they're too big. I don't think Facebook as an application is too big. I think we let them get into a lot of arenas yeah. that are counterproductive. So yeah. uh, they're they're a great content distributor. Maybe you know there's some questions about how we we roll in their content moderation because now they've they've built that platform for a different reason and they're operating under a different reason than they were originally intended or we yeah. we thought we were doing business with. Yep. Next topic. So we're talking with, by the way, this is Nate Ginter, Chief Technology Officer, Vine IT in the Consumer Quarterback Show studio here, uh, Salem Media Group. Um, Transhumanism. What a crazy topic, man. You got people putting in chips. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. literally happening in in Europe. A lot of stuff happens in Europe first before it comes over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got to move towards a smart human versus Mm -hmm. a traditional human like me. I'm never putting a chip in my body. I don't care if it happens in my lifetime or not. But then if I'm that type of person, I'm not going to have the advantages of computing power, et cetera, Mm -hmm. that that other superhuman would have like Zuckerberg and all these people are pushing. A lot of these party of Davos, Mm -hmm. uh, the world globalists are pushing. So, so there's a couple of concepts there, but the, so I would say um, anybody who's still alive right now that's walking around because they have a pacemaker um, or because they have a metaport that's been installed that regulates uh, automated distribution of, of medicine to them, um, th- those are what I, w- I would call maintenance issues with the human body. Right. Performance enhancement uh, is what we're really concerned with right. when we get into that transhumanism topic. And, you know, it, it, it leads to some interesting questions. Like if I have a smart pair of glasses that's pulling data on everybody in the room automatically and displaying <laughs> that to me, yeah. do I have an unfair advantage? You right. know, that's not even a chip that you have to implant. Yeah. That's just something that people could be walking around with and will be within five to 10 years. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, I, I generally tend to say if you're not actually modifying the body, I'm open to people using tools. Right. Um, when when those tools go and, and start actually doing things to you function uh, functionality wise, I really am going to need to see some great testing data on right. long term effects. Yeah, exactly. Long term data effects. You, I, I saw another report too about the, these earbuds, Apple earbuds. People put in their ears. You know, it's mm-hmm. connecting in the middle of your brain at some point. How is that affecting people? Absolutely. So, we're out of time, Nate. It's always a fun time hey, uh, interviewing thank you. you. Vineit.com. Check them out online. Vineit.com. ConsumerQB.com as well. You can see all of our listings at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. And we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. We'll see you next time. Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback. 
Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQD.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.